Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of current and classic horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews and discussions may include spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy. of brutal murders have been committed in the area by what appears to be a madman. I tell you, this place stinks of death. A neighbor found her body a couple of hours ago. My God. Rita Miller was hacked to death. The sharp, wide-bladed instrument. Everything's going to be all right. Today's installment to Tubi Tuesday, in which I highlight a film currently streaming on Tubi TV, takes a look at the multifaceted slasher whodunit Edge of the Axe. These days I find I like my slashers with a bit more variety to them. Variety outside of just an assortment of instruments to maim and mutilate a killer's victims with, that is. So when I discovered that Jose Ramon Lares' 1988 slasher had a whodunit twist, I was intrigued. I was also taken with the Northern California setting, replacing the traditional summer camp and bustling cityscapes for a lush and more remote locale for carnage to unfold within. The film's premise is simple enough. A small Northern Cali mountain community is ravaged by an axe-wielding masked killer, and a couple, Gerald, played by Barton Falks, and Lillian, played by Christina Mary Lane, set out to try to uncover the killer's identity. The film subverts its basic premise by interweaving red herrings galore into its mystery, complemented by moody music and several instances of brutal kills. While I'd hesitate to say that the film is a through-and-through giallo, lacking much of the aesthetic of more traditional films of that particular subgenre, it is impressive the twists and turns the mystery takes, considering it's compartmentalized within a fairly basic slasher. Edge of the Axe opens in typical slasher fashion with a kill, but it's Lares' weaponizing of a normally unsuspecting setting that makes the film's opening moments all the more shocking. A woman visits a car wash, and as her car is slowly rolling through it, she notices through the soapy suds covering her window the faint outline of a figure. The viewer's perspective is seated firmly within the car, causing the claustrophobic paranoia of the woman being trapped to be made palpable for the audience. And then, a figure wearing a white mask and brandishing an axe appears just outside her car. She only notices seconds before the axe head comes crashing through her windshield, killing her. From a practical effects standpoint, it isn't particularly graphic, but the way in which the entire scene is framed, dancing between both inside and out of the car, is well done, making for one of the better presented kills of the film. As far as the remainder of the kills within the film go, they aren't necessarily all that memorable from a practical or creative standpoint. We get several scenes of victims being hacked to death, some blood squirts, and a hacked off limb or two. But it's more about the build-up to these acts of violence and the presentation of the film's mystery that are Edge of the Axe's rewarding moments. In terms of its narrative, I didn't find the film's lovebird protagonists all that engaging, or likable for that matter. However, there's enough of an eclectic mix of characters who largely serve as red herrings that the film's mystery will keep you guessing, and thus engaged, until the very end. This comes across in both character interactions as well as during the kills themselves. 
Whether it's several characters wearing the same raincoat as the killer, in possession of the same axe, or their relationship and motivation for wanting a particular victim dead, Edge of the Axe's commitment to concealing the killer's identity is far more sound than its slasher exterior would suggest. And now for a brief intermission. If you've been enjoying this episode of Daily Horror Habit, please take a moment to subscribe to the show on your preferred streaming platform or leave us a review on iTunes. And thank you for your continued support, and I hope you enjoy the remainder of today's horrifying episode. Could the killer be the man stepping out on his wife, the town sheriff who keeps covering up the killings as accidents, or perhaps it's one of our lovebirds? It could be anyone. The killer's wardrobe lacks the traditional theatricality of classic slasher icons, such as the Leatherface or even the towering hockey mask wearing Jason. They are simply a person in a raincoat and a nondescript mask. It's a fit anyone and everyone in Northern Cali has, and that makes it the more terrifying. And as for their using a fire axe, the woodland nature of this small town makes that particular murder weapon a staple in most family homes. This lack of identity makes them a chameleon who comes and goes within the town they're terrorizing at a moment's notice. There's a lack of a distinct break between the film's mystery and its kill scenes that further complements Edge of the Axe's pacing. An example of this is during a kill scene where the victim pauses and addresses the killer, who is maskless but is concealed by darkness. This obviously lets on that the victim is an acquaintance with the axe-wielding murderer. By allowing a kill scene that further expounds upon the mystery, rather than simply serving as a boasting of practical effects work, something is to be learned during the traditional slasher moments that help to propel the whodunit narrative. A large part of what allows the suspense to remain present the deeper down the whodunit rabbit hole the audience ventures is the film's score by Javier Elorita. There's a level of tension in every scene that keeps the viewer on their toes. Even moments of routine dialogue feel unnerving given a character could be casually conversing with the killer and not know it. The score allows the ever-present dread that the small town is grappling with at the reality that a killer is on the loose, which makes this a far more tense affair than your average slasher. Of which, if I'm being honest, you can usually see the killer coming from a mile away. Edge of the Axe ends on a particularly nasty twist that complements just how unique this blending of a traditional slasher with whodunit sensibilities really is. I had my reservations about how well this film could tackle blending of both its subgenres, but Larez succeeds more often than he fails. I would have probably enjoyed this film more if there were a single character I built any sort of affection for, but then again, perhaps the guessing game of who the killer is wouldn't have clicked quite as well as it did for me. So if you're looking for an 80s slasher with a unique spin and an above average execution, check out Edge of the Axe while it's streaming on Tubi TV. And that'll do it for another installment of Daily Horror Habits ongoing Tubi Tuesday segment. I'll see you guys tomorrow for another Daily Horror Movie Review and next Tuesday for another Tubi TV offering. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service and follow the show on Instagram at Daily Horror Habit and on Twitter at Daily Horror Pod for episode updates. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.